I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. What is up guys? It's your boy Matt Havis back out with the Dental Student Advisor Podcast. And we went on a bit of siesta. We've had a lot of stuff going on between midterms and clinic. We've had a lot, a lot of um, busy stuff going on. We've had some cool cases. We're going to discuss that and we'll post that on a later date for you guys. But um, we're back at it and uh, we have a huge blast of content for you guys in the next coming week. So today we have Dr. Chitra Durgam. She's a uh, private practicing dentist in New Jersey. She graduated from Northwestern School of Dental Medicine and she's here to talk to us today about all things social media and how it's impacting the field of dentistry. How we're using it to set ourselves apart and create our own brands that way we can differentiate ourselves from the competition and we can be the best possible dentist that we can be. So tune in, check it out. She had a lot of good points that she presented. I can't wait to listen to it again. You guys should make sure you take notes because social media is such a huge part of our society nowadays. So as always, stay safe and vibe on. Let us know what you think of the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. My name is Cole Herzik and we have a very special guest with you. You may have seen her on social media between Instagram or TikTok or Musical.ly if you're that old. Um, but we have Dr. Chitra Durgam. Dr. Durgam, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Cole, for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. And thank you for having, you know, allowing us to talk to you. This is, you know, the, one of these great things about, you know, COVID times is that, you know, where was Zoom before, you know what I mean? And all this, you know, being able to video chat with people and meet with them, that's kind of one of the blessings that has come out of this. And, you know, we've talked about that at length, some of our other guests is that, you know, in a way, this is great because it's a lot of some opportunities to speak to some people that we otherwise would have never had the chance to because either they're too busy at work or, you know, we didn't have these things. The social norm wasn't meeting someone over a Zoom call, right. you know, hey, when can I schedule a flight to come see you or maybe I'll come to your seminar and we'll come have a chat, you know what I mean? So this is great. Um, and so Dr. Durgam, can you uh, give us a little backstory about yourself? I mean, obviously you're greatly successful. You're a dentist. 
you're a social media influencer. You know, like, can you take us back from the beginning? Sure. I, at a young age, I was actually really interested in entrepreneurship and doing something that has a lot of impact on the world. And when I was in high school, I uh, ended up shadowing a dentist and that's what sparked the interest in me becoming a dentist eventually. I don't have um, a family legacy of a lot of dentists in my um, family. So I came upon dentistry. I ended up practicing. I knew I wanted to be in private practice right away and I ended up doing that. And I also knew that the business side of dentistry and business in general was so important to me that I wanted to start early to make a brand for myself. And so I started to look into ways of how I could incorporate social media into my office. And, you know, I was looking at different avenues of doing that. And one thing I really understood was that in anything that you do, you have to really be unique, stand out, and also have to have um, an understanding of a platform so that you can be one of the first on the platform because attention is everything. And as I did that more and more, I realized that at the time when I first was really getting into it, Instagram was really saturated uh, and other platforms were as well. Snapchat was kind of touch and go for a while. And I really found interest in doing musically. And um, I learned more and more about it actually following Gary Vaynerchuk where he had challenged people to post three posts a day. And I thought, wow, that's a lot. But he was telling people, and this is something I think that you can do to get momentum. And I ended up for one summer doing that. I followed exactly what he said. I hold myself up after work in a, my room and was doing three musicallys every day. And I got traction. I went on to other people's lives. I went and to other people's pages, made comments, engaged. And over time, I got really uh, interested. I felt that I was getting more engagement, really getting uh, interesting feedback from people. And it wasn't necessarily in the numbers, because I can say even now, I really don't have the numbers that others do. But really what I was aiming for was developing those relationships with people. And I successfully was able to do that. I ended up then getting in Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It, and featured in his book for just some of the creative, innovative ideas that we were doing in our office. And then from there, I realized that branding is really um, important to me. Um, helping other people develop brands is important. And so now I'm doing um, Alexa voice skills and trying to help other people develop their brand. And my voice skill is going to be coming out next month. Um, it's the Dr. Durgum voice skill and pretty comprehensive, multimodal photos, videos, and audio um, about me and my office. That's awesome. I love that. And I think you were talking about, you know, like brand, establishing a brand for yourself and establishing kind of like, that's really like your name, your name is your brand. And, you know, there's so many different things that we've read and seen about like, you know, what, what is your branding, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, do you want to be somebody put it in perspective of um, like hotels? Do you want to be the Ritz Carlton? Or do you want to be the Motel 6? You know, the Motel 6 is, you know, their, their thing is, we'll always, the, we'll leave the light on for you. You know, you know, it's always there. It's an option. It's like uh, somebody said it like uh, doing a flipper, like the flipper is always an option, but is it always, you know, the best option of what you really want, you know, versus, you know, doing the implant or, you know, something like along those terms, you know, I think so establishing your brand is something super important. And, you know, something, obviously some young dentists and dental students, that's kind of one of the reasons that we have this podcast is that, so we can talk to individuals like you that, you know, figured this out and are passing on these great tips because, you know, what is a dental student who's juggling like 
okay, I have to learn how to do an inferior alveolar nerve block. And I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, have time to meal prep and, you know, cook my food, you know, that early on establishing that for themselves. And I think that's something that's really powerful. And I'm, I'm glad that we're able to talk about those sort of things and learn because that's so important. And then as well as your voice skills, I think that's, that's incredible because, you know, we talked about this, you know, previously before we started recording about, you know, having that voice and being able to talk to individuals and being able to have those, you know, speaking skills, so important. Right, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, with the voice skills, I think one thing that people are going to realize with Alexa devices um, is that they're going to be able to really engage a lot with people in different ways. And I think developing that brand is going to be extremely important because in the future, as we, you know, as we've seen with COVID-19, a lot of people are looking for touchless interactions. I think we're going to have more technology within dentistry that the brand is actually what's going to differentiate one person from the next that it's not gonna necessarily be, if you just put a business up, people are gonna gravitate to your business. It's gonna be the best with the best skills, with the best brand that are gonna really rise to the top. And I think investing in emerging technology like um, voice skills is really important for anyone who's starting out um, and really trying to make a name for themselves and trying to do it in an efficient manner, right? So if you go onto any platform and you're one of the first to be on it, you'll always get a majority of the market share without having to uh, do too much work. And I think really that should be the aim for many people is to start doing more research in that and work smarter towards you know, the benefit of their future. Right, and that's great. And you said it best there, right? About you know being the first one on the platform or the first one to kind of corner the market. We happen to speak to a dentist from Philadelphia. His name is Dr. Ken Circa. And he told us about, you know, this thing way back when he goes, you know, when grabbing internet IP addresses and, you know, put it, filling all that out, we're like, well, you can't do that now because they're basically probably all taken. He said, well, something I did to brand myself and diversify and kind of corner the market was he said way back when he, you know, started filling out all these different things like my Philadelphia dentist so that he kind of cornered the market. So anytime somebody, you know, typed that in into Google or into the internet, it was kind of like a funnel, you know, directly Mm -hmm. towards his business. And just like you said, you know, it's, we're kind of moving away from that, or it's not even really feasible anymore because you can't just, you know, find a busy shopping center and say, you know what, that's where the people go. So I'm just going to put my office in there and I know they'll come because like you said, not only is the market so saturated, it's that, you know, we're living in a totally different time. And as well as, especially because of COVID with all the emerging new, everyone wants touchless, everyone kind of wants more technologically advanced things. You know, and just realistically speaking, you know, if you can do something more quickly, more efficiently with less pain, people are going to go for it. Like, especially with the whole digital impression techniques, you know, if the patient doesn't have to gag and choke on goopy impression material, pretty sure they're going to go for it. Right, right, right. And I think weighing, you know, as a, a business owner, weighing whether the emerging technology makes sense for your office, whether it makes sense in terms of not only return on investment, but also like long-term in terms of making your brand um, better, you have to weigh all of that. And I think that's one thing that us as dentists have to do on a regular basis because our overhead is so high that we have to make sure that we're taking into consideration everything. It may be good for the patient, but in the end, how are you going to work that into everything that you're doing so that you're also a profitable business? And I think we sometimes... Um, look at all the, you know, the glitter of uh, the glamour of uh, the dentistry life. And we don't necessarily see, okay, what are the bread and butter things that are going to get me through 
um, a time so that when something like COVID happens, I'm still going to be successful at the end of it. I'm not surviving. I'm actually thriving at the end of something like that. Right. And no, it's, it's so funny you say that about, you know, bread and butter and the kind of things that are keeping you afloat, especially during these crazy times. And we happen to have the great pleasure of uh, being on Dr. Howard Ferran's podcast, Dentistry Uncensored. Oh, very uh, nice. um, yeah, a couple months back. And, you know, it's so funny you say that because he said the exact same thing about like, what are the things that are going to keep you afloat? on these times and you know what's important or like what's kind of like the bread and butter at this current moment he said in his opinion and i i tend to agree with him it's the you know kind of he goes he said blood and guts like the the real important stuff or like your bread and butter things like your fillings and all that stuff that are just constantly needed he said during these times where people are kind of skeptical as it is to go into the doctor's office or the dentist office he's like you're probably going to see a decrease in your numbers of case acceptance for more cosmetic issues or more, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, of course you want to invest in the CBCT machine to, you know, find your proper implant placement and all that kind of stuff. But just like you said, are you going to get the proper return on investment, especially, you know, in these times, or do you just stick to your bread and butter of, you know, put in three different operatories, all your class two fillings, you know, throughout the day, maybe you don't want to do them, but you know, it's always going to be a need. And it's something that you really don't have to diversify too much. You learn that in school and you already have all the proper tools. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think Howard always seems to have all the good advice. And the interesting thing, he's been in dentistry for so long and his uh, advice is always tested and true. You know, you know that he's been doing it all these years with his business in Arizona and consistently maintain um, a great practice. So he always has great words to offer. Right. And just like you said about diversifying, he even himself, you know, he's an older gentleman. And as even he said, he was getting older when he was still practicing. He was saying about, you know, going into the office and diversifying and kind of, you know, changing his method. He said before, you know, one of these things that I'm not sure if you've heard him say before, but I love this about him. He said, you know, I established, he goes, he did that mom and pop putting his office in a shopping center that will direct the traffic. He, you know, started marketing in the local grocery store right there, putting flyers and people's, you know, um, grocery bags and all that kind of stuff. So starting out, you know, way back when doing that to then he was like, you know, when FaceTime was a thing on your phone, he's like, I'd have a patient in the chair and say, Hey, could you go through your contacts for me? And they're like, uh, I, and he would say, is there anyone you could think of in there that maybe needs to see the dentist? And he's like, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, like my brother, my mom, or, you know, my cousin, you know, or my friend, somebody that I know either needs some cosmetic work or is complaining about a toothache. And he said, you know, to just really be ahead of the curve because FaceTime's thing, we'll call them or FaceTime them. Let's have a chat. And he's like, you know, they're kind of uncomfortable, but you know, that maybe they do it. And he said, maybe that that's how I got a patient. So he goes before I would used to go door to door, you know, in the apartment complex across from the grocery store. And would say, hey, you know, I'm a new dentist, you know, do you have any dental work you need done? Or, you know, come see me if you need anything. To now, I'm FaceTiming friends and relatives, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the ways I think technology can be super helpful. And especially you're talking about these voice skills with the touch list with uh, the Alexa training. And that's phenomenal because that's a, you know, that's like you said, that's a game changer. That's somebody's going to want to go to your office that's a little bit more skeptical or concerned about, you know, these changing times and about COVID and all that, because they know I don't have to touch a million things, or I'm maybe not going to have to be less than six feet away from somebody communicating with them on no barrier, no glass barrier, and, you know, potentially risking aerosol exposure. Right. And I think what's interesting about what you said previously, also um, with the dentist in uh, Philadelphia, where 
you know, he was doing getting URLs. You know, the interesting thing about that is you're seeing the same thing with voice skills now where people are squatting on various voice skills so that mm. nobody else takes those. So you can see like we're almost getting almost like another internet in a way of this. Mm. It's not like I'm just another platform. It's like a completely new space. And you're seeing the same things that happened when the internet first came out, the same things are happening with Alexa voice skills. And I think that's what's really interesting. And then the other part about voice skills that I think is also really compelling is that now we're going to be able to talk and convey information to our patients when they're not in the office. Hmm. So instead of just, you know, giving the post-op instructions when someone's with you, they have the ability to tap into that at home. They have the ability to learn about your office when they're at home. And we found with research that that's really what patients want. If they want more connection with the office, they want to know what they're going to be able to expect when they come. And also like adding fun things like, you know, information about my childhood, information, um, photos of things that I've done with children and volunteer work. Being able to bring that all together is essentially bringing all the platforms that I've worked on up to this point in one place. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is what is really going to change our future in terms of how we interact with patients how it's not just about patient care when they're in the office, but afterwards with compliance and helping them to continue with those habits that we've talked to them about in terms of oral hygiene, being able to do that continuously is gonna just change it to more of a 360 type of care where it's not gonna be, well, how have things been going in the past six months? You know what I mean? When they come to the office, it's gonna be like on a daily basis, you're interacting with your patient. Right. And that's, that's amazing. That goes even above and beyond the, you know, you know, people, or, you know, commend dentists for doing the, you know, before uh, operation, you know, call or then the post-op call, you know, like, Hey, how are you doing? Just checking in, just want to reiterate. And that's so great because that's not just, not only is it, you know, even more so personal, it's on demand. Like you're talking right. about, you know, you don't have to wait for, you know, five thirty or six o'clock at night after your extraction at two o'clock for the dentist to maybe catch you on the phone and say, Hey, just checking in, want to see how you're doing. You know, you can actually, you know, like you, you were saying, you can on demand repeat those instructions back to you. And it's a lot more personal. Um, and you can tell them a lot more because just like you were saying about reinforcing, because as you know, as a dentist, that's kind of one of the biggest pitfalls of many of these things about like, you know, proper maintenance of hygiene and proper follow-up, especially with, you know, any perio issue, you know, like a scaling and root planing, you know, if you did this big treatment on them, but they don't take care of their teeth after that, it's kind of like, well, why you know, why did you even come in for treatment if you're not going to, you know, properly maintain your teeth after that? And then you can, you know, obviously, rather than just write it down on a card, you know, like how they used to do and then give it to the patient, like here are your post-op instructions that maybe aren't as clear as somebody talking to you and kind of explaining to you the pros and the cons and, you know, what's going to happen long-term if you don't, rather than just like, you know, five or six words written down on a postcard, you know, brush twice a day, make sure you floss you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and I think that's really nice. And that's how our world is today. Now, just even thinking globally is everyone wants things on demand because right. everyone's on a different schedule. Everyone has a different life. And, you know, to be honest, like not even just that everyone's on a different intellect level as well. Some people need to have things repeated to them over and over again, or listen to it a few times for it to really stick or cement in their brain. Right. So exactly I think that's right. fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I think everything that's happening now is all for the betterment of our profession. And it's gonna make us, enable us as professionals to focus more on the patient care and the patient, as opposed to a lot of the administrative 
hassles that we've right. often had to deal with. And I think you're really coming in a, a great time into our profession with all the technology we have available. Thank you. Yeah, I honestly, I think so as well. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, just even thinking not too, too far in advance, you know, not too far back, you know, like 20, 30 years ago, when, you know, things were just completely different. And we had paper charts. I, I mean, imagine complete paper charts, you right. know, what is a digital charting system, you know, what's right. Dexis, what's any of that kind of stuff, you know, where we're actually using film and dipping it and all that, you know, you have to buy the chemicals and the setup and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, I think it's wild and, you know, just, but also looking at it, it's amazing, you know, how far we've come, you know, from not too far along ago. And then just the craziness too, you know, looking back in textbooks in the fifties and sixties, you've got patient and doctor ashtrays in the operatory um, wild, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what has, you know, happened, but going back to what you were talking about um, with the administrative aspect. So you as a practitioner, do you feel that the dentist should be, you know, kind of that administrator and, you know, kind of working the business or in your personal model, did you have like a, you know, like a CFO or an office manager that kind of runs all that? Or as the business owner, did you take on that brunt yourself? So I, my philosophy in terms of running a business is that the dentist should be heavily involved in every aspect of the office, knowing exactly what's happening, <clears throat> make sure that, you know, everybody knows that you know what's going on. You may not necessarily have to do, let's say a mouth guard or like in our office, we actually create our own mouth guards, custom mouth guards for athletes. You don't necessarily need to know that as a dentist, you know, like how to do every aspect of it and be able to do it, but you have to know it enough that if you had to show someone else, you know what I mean? And so like with every aspect of the office, whether it's accounting, whether it's creating mouth guards, whether it's lab work, even maintenance of the office, like, you know, changing the compressor, um, whatever it may be, those things, a dentist should know every aspect of the office of what needs to be done. And if they don't know where to go to find out. And I think that's one thing as dentists that sometimes we kind of uh, want to end up delegating everything to somebody else. Mm. So we can be able to have more of a passive type of office where we're just seeing patients. And I think inevitably you end up uh, having a problem where you're giving too much leverage to other people and not necessarily keeping the workings of the office um, in good condition because you haven't really been um, keeping up with things. And so from my perspective, I've always been heavily involved in every aspect and I've moved away from the office manager model and more of having people who are specialists in their particular areas and I've always hired for attitude over experience and being able to train people and help them to learn is more important than having someone who comes in with years of experience of already doing it a certain way and having their opinion about having to do it that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Experience is great. But I found that when someone's really hungry, it proves to be much more successful for me. And so I think I ultimately put most of that to answer your question more in my hands than anything else. No, and that's great. I, I love that because, you know, kind of like make yourself the jack of all trades, so to speak, you know, you, even though, like you said, you may not necessarily be doing it every single day, but you know enough about it that, like you said, you can tr either train someone or you know enough that you can delegate so that maybe they're not picking up the slack. Maybe you need to pick up the slack, if, you know, if all else fails. Um, right. I think that's, I think that's really a nice model because like you were saying, if you put, you know, too much kind of, you know, pass everything off to everyone else. Like if one part of the machine starts to fail, you know, and you don't know how to kind of pick up the slack or where to fix it, 
you know, it's just like any other thing you have to like wait for a repairman and that could be any kind of repairman that could be, you know, right. for you to come swoop in or somebody else to swoop in to, you know, save the day. Um, so right. no, I think that's, that's really nice. And I, I like that because, you know, as you said, you are the business owner and you are the person that's, you know, kind of making everything happen. So like, why wouldn't you know everything, you know what I mean? Or at least know enough about everything that's going on in your office that, you know, even if you ask a question about it, you're able to, you know, successfully answer it. You know, like how right. embarrassing would that be if, you know, a patient asks you a question and you're kind of like, uh, you know, that's, it's kind of embarrassing or I, to me, that'd be horrifying. Like I'm the dentist I should know, but I don't know, or right. it's my business and I don't know what's going on, like under my roof, you know, so to speak. Right. And also we've been using, um, like going back to Alexa voice skills, we've been using that for training as well. So we have one in our sterilization area. And so we can tell it, Alexa, you know, open up mouth guards and it goes through the process of actually creating the mouth guard in our office. Nice. So for whatever reason, if we have our gloves on and we don't want to take them off to go through a training because we may have forgotten a step, mm. we can actually look on the screen and be able to figure out exactly what we need to do. And also mm. I've been using Loom. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that software, no, but um, it allows you to have yourself on the recording and going through, let's say, slides mm. of uh, systems that you have in your office. And you can basically go through it with, uh, you know, explaining every aspect of a procedure and how you do it in your office. And you can actually track if the employee went through the actual training. And so that way you're really training your staff with um, things that you do and how you do it. And you can also make sure that it's done because you can track it with this system. And so it's really interesting, like some of the new ways of us being able to provide systems. It's no longer having a handbook and handing it to mm -hmm. an employee and expecting them to go through it. A lot of people, you know, don't like doing that. We've all now changed to wanting things quickly and we want to learn in different ways. And so I think now we've, we've come across a time where there's so many different avenues to learn things and being able to customize it. So for instance, during COVID-19, I created a whole uh, lecture for my staff in terms of how we are going to be approaching things going forward. What is the new protocols that we're going to be following and how are we going to make sure that we continue to monitor what we're doing to make sure we're doing quality control in every aspect. And I basically did that on Loom and I disseminated it to everybody and I was able to make sure that we all were following OSHA protocols. So if anything were to come up, I can say, actually, this is what we did. And I have like evidence mm -hmm. of that. And so, you know, there's so much we can do now. It's, it's really unbelievable, really. No, that's phenomenal. I think, you know, like you were saying, everyone, and we even talked about it a little bit before we jumped on the recording is you know, everyone learns differently. Everyone, yeah. everyone, you know, has like different processing levels. And, you know, I, I hate to say it that way, but intellect level of like, you know, like you said, some people can just read something and they've got it. You know, they don't need video supplementation. They don't need explanation. They read it and their mind works like that. It's kind of like their brain's like a recipe book and they can just, you know, go through it and, you know, accomplish it. But other people like myself, like, yes, I can read something and I understand, but for me to really truly be able to see it, I really need to see it. You know what I mean? Right. So having something like that or have something, somebody really explain something and, you know, not even dumb it down, but just explain it in better terms, because you know this, like anything medical related or anything you read in a medical textbook or anything you read, even in like a dental related textbook, you know, we use a lot of words because they are scientific words or they're, you know, bigger names. So when you put a bunch of them together in a sentence, sometimes you're like, okay, wait a minute, I need to read that again, or I need to go back. 
or maybe a pictorial visualization of that would do wonders. So I think that's right. really, I really like that. And especially like you were talking about, about the night guard. And I really like about, you know, you know you're gloved up and you don't want to be able to have to, you know, touch something or I really love that. That's great because, you know, just like you were saying, you know, adapting to the new times, especially with that, but then not only that, just convenience, um, cleanliness, all that kind of stuff is, that's all really important. I love that. All right, guys, it's your boy, Matt Havis, back at it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode featuring Dr. Chitra Durgam, the dentist that is killing the social media game. She was featured on Gary Vaynerchuk's book, and it explains all things of how she's using her innovative ways and ideas to penetrate the field of dentistry using social media. So, as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Let us know what you thought of the episode. We have part two of this episode coming out very, very soon. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if there's anybody you want on our podcast, somebody you want to hear from, you just send us a message, DM us on Instagram. We'll get that person. We'll find somebody that can get you the information that you want to hear. So as always, stay safe and bye bye.